I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Coming up today on Voices of Montana with Tom Schultz, the Grizz trade the maroon and silver for turquoise. Well, we'll find out more about these special jerseys, the N7 Fund, and all things Grizz with the University of Montana Director of Athletics, Kent Haslam. Thank you for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always good to be there. We wanted to talk with you a little bit about the Nike N7 Fund that the uh, Grizz have entered into a collaboration with Nike. Now, Nike, their first designs for this N7 project came about in 2007, and then in 2009 they launched this uh, the product line. And then the fund created by Nike was to connect Native American and Indigenous youth to play sports, and physical activity programs, and they've awarded more than $8 million in grants via the Charities Aid Foundation of America to more than 270 communities, and University of Montana is now a recipient of some of that. Yeah, this is a a great collaboration. We are are very fortunate here at the University of Montana to be a Nike elite partner school. We've had a long history with Nike. A number of UM grads work for Nike, and so it's just been a great a great partnership with that uh, with that giant of an apparel company. Um, so, the, just a brief history on this: Sam McCracken. Sam is a Montana native. He is uh, went to Wolf Point High School. He's a Fort Peck area. He uh, runs the N7 program through Nike, and 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 the, the seven in the N means. Uh, this, the, the Native American belief that uh, decisions and things we do now impact seven generations into the future. So that's where the N7 comes through. So, so as part of that, uh, we uh, designed special uniforms. Uh, they're all they're turquoise. Uh, we recognized uh, our Native American heritage and culture here at the University of Montana and how important that is. Uh, played our, our Lady Grizz game. Uh, uh, played on Saturday against Portland State. And then our men uh, will play this Saturday against Northern Colorado in turquoise jerseys as well. So it's just really a great collaboration, a great opportunity for us to partner with a lot of people in the community as well as across campus. Just some neat results that have come from that. What was the uh, feedback on the game with the Lady Grizz wearing those turquoise jerseys last Saturday? Well, everyone loved them. Plus, Kyle, they won by 32 points. Well, hey. I don't think they're going to ever take them off, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, I, I joked with Sam. Uh, he was at the game, and we honored him during the game. And um, I told him, I, I think they might be sleeping in these jerseys. So the res- the the, the um, it was it was really well received, and certainly the color is unique, and that was very very exciting. But then, what we did around around the game. So a, a UM alum. Uh, Benji Headswift. We we commissioned him to design uh, a logo that incorporated the Grizz script, and it really is a, an amazing logo. Uh, and so we have u- we're utilizing that on shooting shirts for our student athletes. Then we're selling that retail with proceeds going towards the Kiao Powwow here that's held at the University of Montana in April uh, 21st and 22nd this year. And so th- those products sold 
just we, we underestimated how popular the teal turquoise shirt would be and those those sold out in a couple of days so the response has been really great and then it's been like i said a great opportunity for us to connect with our um with our, our native american friends and and colleagues and those across campus and we did a cel- did a lot of celebrating of the culture of native american dancers and honoring former lady grizz in particular who five players came back there our native american players came back and 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 were with robin selvig on the court we'll do the same thing saturday as well with our with our men's team oh that's that's great information and i i would have liked to have been in the adams event center on saturday night to see that uh, now you mentioned Benji Headswift. He is a member of the Northern Cheyenne Tribe, and is he still in the Missoula area? I know he's a UM alum and a graphic designer. How did that connection happen? He is, and, um, he's his son. His son plays at um, at Hellgate High School, and can't talk too much about high school players. I don't want to get in trouble with the oh, NCAA, no, but it's his son and and plays basketball at Hellgate. And and Benji is in the area uh, graphic design. That was all. Uh, worked through our licensing uh, department on campus, and as we came together back in, oh geez, it's probably early summer. We desired desired to have some kind of a logo that that incorporated the Grizz marks. We've been working on on becoming an N, doing an N, doing N seven games here. We were we were close to doing them, then the pandemic hit, and then okay. that threw everything up in the air. But there's a number of schools that do these. Gonzaga has an N seven game. Oklahoma State, Florida State. Um, New Mexico recently had theirs, and so it, it's really a, a, a kind of a nationwide program where schools that are Nike partners can can do this. But ben, Benji's in the area. We honored him uh, during the game, and and he, I know he's really proud of proud of the logo that he designed. Well, understandably so. And you had mentioned that you had set up to do this right as the pandemic hit. Was that Sam reaching out to you, or did you guys reach out uh, to Nike, or how did that come about? Well. Uh, we re- it, it was a little bit of both, honestly. Um, we've known about this program for a number of years, and it's been figuring out the best time to do it. Uh, one of the real advocates for this has been Travis DeCure, our men's basketball coach. He was one that really wanted to do something with the N7 program, wanted to wear the jerseys. He loved it just because the, the color is so awesome and, and, and thought that would be a great connection to the community, and, and he'd seen them done at other schools. And so we were working down that, that path, and y- you work with Nike, and, and they authorize you to, to build these turquoise jerseys. That at times takes, takes a little bit of time, and we were getting close um, in eighteen nineteen to, to figuring out a day we could do it. And then, like I mentioned, the pandemic hit, and it just changed everything. So it, it was really, really uh, both sides. Uh, we've known Sam for a number of years, and he's been on campus a number of times, speaks at our College of Business and very active uh, on our campus. And so we both knew about each other. It just took us, took us getting together and, and getting married for, for, for a bad analogy, but that's kind of what it was. Now, is this something where these jerseys will seem like at a, a game each year for upcoming seasons, or is this kind of a one-time event? No, we're planning to do this. We we buy our jerseys and, and utilize those in three-year cycles. And okay. so our plan now is to do this for the next, uh, for this year plus two more. Uh, we've had so many people who want to now buy these jerseys or, sure. or get replicas. I think we'll figure out a way to do that next year. And um, But uh, we'll plan to do this for the next two years. And then uh, I would see us auctioning these jerseys off and having that benefit uh, our Native American Studies program or our uh, American Indian Business Leaders Program over at the College of Business, something something on campus, the Kiao Powwow, such a great event, and doing something that we can raise some money and, and, and do some things to support our Native American students and, and our faculty. Now, I'm not very familiar with the powwow. Can you give us a little more information on that? 
Well, it's it's this year. It's April twenty first and twenty second, and I'll tell you, it's a great it's a great celebration of Native American culture and history. It's run by a group on campus. They've been they really helped us uh, plan this event. Uh, Lena Oldperson, who works in our College of Pharmacy, just an outstanding uh, member of the the UM community. She heads it up, and and it's it's a it's two day celebration with basketball games and and food and dancing, and um, it's really a great event uh, on this campus, and it, it takes over the entire Haddam Center in okay. all of our gyms, and it it, it draws uh, communities from across the state uh, onto this campus. So it's an important event that we do here uh, on this campus. As a part of the N7 fund, what what does that money go to? I mean, does it go to a specific part of the uh, programs at University of Montana, or how does that work? Well, so the N7 fund is managed by Nike, and, and it's managed by Sam McCracken. Okay. And so um, what Nike does is, is part of these retail sales that they, they make off of, uh, off of the N7 line and the products that are sold uh, around the world, okay. really, really neat shoes. The pr- proceeds from that go into a foundational fund, and then communities from around the country can apply to, to – uh, Native American communities, indigenous communities can apply for those grants and they're awarded there. So um, we've, we have, uh, um, our College of Business, I know, has utilized um, a grant. I'm not real familiar with everything that happens, but we as an athletic department do not receive any of those funds. We're more a, a contributor in right, to help right. build that foundational fund. Okay. Well, that's, that's good clarification there. And it sounds like a fantastic program and it makes it even more special that we have a Montana native that is overseeing it. And I, I think that's just fantastic. Yeah, it, it's great. And, and Sam, Sam uh, spoke to our women's basketball team. He unfortunately can't be here this Saturday for the men's game, but he was, he spoke to our women's basketball team before the game and explained what the, what the, what the colors meant to him, shared his story. Uh, and I don't want to uh, speak for Sam, obviously, but just really his story um, growing up, going to Wolf Point High School and, and getting a job at Nike and then taking it on himself to see there's a need to, to engage with our Native American communities across this, across this country. And, and Nike is such a great platform. Sports is, is an amazing thing, Kyle. I mean, it, certainly on Grizzcat weekend, it divides our state, but typically sports really bring us together. They do. They're a reason to bring us together and, and really – Saturday with our women's game and then next Saturday with our or this Saturday with our men's game I'm sure will be another display of that thing we have in common uh, whether it's putting a, a basketball in a hoop or what we love but it really brings communities together and based on what I had read before the the color of the turquoise symbolizes friendship and fellowship which marries that together perfectly as far as what Folks Perfectly, coming together. Yeah, and then you got we had some maroon accents. The, the jerseys look real. The, the jerseys are amazing. I must admit they they look really good. And I you know I'm a fan of turquoise anyway. But they, <laughs> they looked great. And um, and again, like I said, the women played really well. So the, 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 there's some good luck in them too. Yeah. Um, now the from what I saw, the jerseys didn't have the beaded logo, but that's a separate T-shirt that's available or a shirt that's available. Correct. Yeah. So the beaded logo was the one that Benji developed, and okay. um, the one uh, got some input on what the jerseys would look like. Um, but um, hard to get that on that jersey. So the the beaded logo is really available on on sweatshirts and t-shirts, and, okay. and it's available around town and online. And and like I said, it's a it's a it's a really sharp version of the of the normal Grizz script that you would see. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really well done. 
And I imagine you can go to gogrizz.com and find out how to purchase there. Yep, go to gogrizz.com and available at Fanatics. That's our online uh, retail store, the okay. bookstore, uh, Shields, the M store downtown. There's a lot of ways. Um, I'm sure if you if you Google that logo, you'll be able to find places to buy it. That's for sure. And folks can find out more if they go online to nike.com and search up the N7 Fund. It'll give them more details on that program as well, correct? Correct. Yep, correct. Okay. Well, we are talking with Ken Haslam, the Director of Athletics for the University of Montana. Going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll talk more things Grizz on Voices of Montana. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, health care, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Back on Voices of Montana, the live statewide talk show. Kyle Riley filling in for Tom Schultz, who's vacationing this week. We are talking with Ken Haslam, the Director of Athletics for the University of Montana. Just had a great discussion about fantastic program uh, collaboration with Nike on the N7 Fund and some turquoise jerseys. Kent, who are you guys playing on the men's game Saturday night? We play... Uh Northern Arizona. Got Northern Colorado tonight and then uh, Northern, Arizona, Northern Arizona at 7 o'clock uh, Saturday here in the Adams Center. All right. We'll see if the men can beat them by 33 points. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about uh, community outreach uh, for the university and how athletics contribute to that. Well, and it's an important part. Like uh, like uh, these N7 programs, this type of thing provides us a platform to get out among the communities and draw communities in. and. Uh, we're in a state that's uh, that's uh, University of Montana and Montana State. That's that's all there really is in Division One athletics, and there's no pro sports around us. And and so it's important for us at the University of Montana to get around and and make sure that we're visible in our communities. We we have season ticket holders uh, for football that will that will travel from Sydney and from Glasgow and from Miles City and from places out east. And 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 the bulk of our more than 50 percent of our football season ticket holders will travel more than two and a half hours to get here to a football game. And so, you know, we have fans and, and boosters that are willing to get in their car and drive. And so for us, it's important for us to get out among the community. We do a, we do a spring tour. Uh, we'll kick that off in April or we'll hit all along the high line and get as far east as Sydney. There's not much further east that you can go in this state than Sydney and then wrap back around and hit all the other Butte and Helena and, and Kalispell and, and make sure that we're getting around the state. But like I mentioned before, sports is just such a great way to unify and, and bring people together that um, we enjoy getting out and making sure that we're, we're connected to those people who are so valuable and support us every, every day. Absolutely. You know, I've had a chance to take in a game at Washington Grizzly Stadium, and I will say I don't think there is another environment in all of FCS like Washington Grizzly on game day. There's not. I, I can tell you that without any hesitation, and I'd tell you the same thing even if I wasn't the athletic director at the University of Montana. I've traveled <laughs> across this country. I've been to, I've been to games in various venues that are large and small, and um, in communities, FCS and FBS, all around this country. And I'll tell you what, uh, the environment and the excitement and what it brings to this community is unmatched, and and I have no problem saying that. Yeah, I know with game day, ESPN game day happening this past Cat Grizz game in Bozeman, 
you know, everybody a year ago was hoping that it would really happen in Missoula just because of the atmosphere there. But regardless of it happening a year later in Bozeman, that seemed like it was a great thing for both the University of Montana and Montana State. Oh, you bet. Now, now I, I, I joke with my counterpart, Leon Costello, the athletic director at Montana State. I feel like we did all the work and then they got the game, <laughs> they got the game day. But you know what? It was... Uh, we we certainly would love to have had it in Missoula. There's a certain amount of publicity and, and that just comes because they're sitting in your community. But I'll tell you what, um, it's a great rivalry. It's it's unmatched uh, in so many ways. It's so important to this state, and and to showcase that um, was important for this uh, for this university and then just for FCS football as a whole. I think uh, making sure that people recognize that football is really important and college athletics is really important in the state of Montana. So it was, I, I wish it had been in Missoula, but um, glad that they were, they showcased a big sky conference game and, and the brawl of the wild. Absolutely. And there was somebody who was a UM alum, I believe that did the three minute video segment for uh, the university of Montana. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we, we, we infiltrated. We, yeah. we made sure we, we, we made sure we had our presence known, that's for sure. We, 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 we wish we'd have played much better on the football field, but you know what? Up, up until then, you know, we can't control a lot of that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the national landscape of college athletics is changing here in the last few years, and one of the biggest things is the uh, addition of name, image, and likeness and what that allows uh, college athletes to do. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it really has shifted, Kyle. It's it's a completely different looking landscape for college athletics than what uh, you know I grew up. And even when I first took this job ten years ago, I think back it it just seems like uh, the the changes that have happened are, have been dramatic. This shift in name, image, and likeness, where where student athletes essentially now can profit from using their name, they can they can promote businesses, they can sign autographs for pay, they can do those type of things. I think it was a long time coming. It never made much sense that. Um, that uh, a student athlete couldn't, uh, you know, promote something or, or use their 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 image or their name to promote a business and get paid for that. I thought that was a bit of an archaic rule, and and just didn't make any common sense. Now, what it's turned into, and the fear of that is that it's turned into this um, this bidding war now for student athletes and promises of of these large sponsorship deals before they even arrive on campus. And so we certainly need some help from the, from the NCAA. We need some federal legislation to help curb this. And, and this is a, this is an area where uh, Montana, Montana state, we collaborate closely on these things. We're in the same state. We need to, we need help and regulation on this, but it's not, you know, it used to be, you'd never see a, a, a basketball player or a football player, or a lady Grizz player, or whatever on a billboard right. promoting some of some, some business in town. And now, now that's uh, now that's common, and you can see that, which I think is open some opportunities for student athletes. That's for sure. How much has that changed in the last few years, even on the campus in Missoula? It's it's changed. I mean, it, there are there are your more visible uh, student athletes that are that are starting to generate some good revenue, and um, and they're learning firsthand what it means to. Uh, you know, get a 1099 and pay taxes and, and have to report that income and, right. and all those things, which is a good education for them as well. But um, we're starting to see a lot more activity. Um, like I mentioned before, we don't have any pro sports in this state or really in this region. And so for many, uh, the most popular athletes are going to be student athletes that are on this campus. And so um, it's, it's changed it. Um, but I think it also opens some opportunities as long as we can keep it out of this recruiting inducement. That's where, that's where it feels for me a little bit 
a little bit shady where, where promises are made, and, and you can see that without going into all the details around the country. You can see some of these now starting to fall through, and student-athletes are leaving because they're not getting paid what they thought they should get paid. And, and so it's, it's this balance between uh, college education and, and, and what you'd call amateur athletics not being paid to play, but then also being able to be an entrepreneur and make a little bit of money uh, if, you're, if, you're a popular, if you're a popular athlete. I think it's a great program as long as the guidelines are properly followed. So. Oh, I totally agree with you. And and like anything, um, you know, people are going to figure out ways to to get around the loops the, or get it, find a loophole and get around the the rules. And and I agree, there's got to be some guardrails on this. And I'm totally in favor of you know some 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 student athlete going to a business and and signing autographs for an hour and, and making a you know whatever they want to make, but. Um, having people pool their money together and under the guise of saying we're going to use your name, image, and likeness, but here's you know a million dollars to do it. You got you got some of these student athletes that could potentially make more than 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 they could make in the NBA or in the NFL. All right, we're talking with Kent Haslam, director of athletics for the University of Montana. Does your home qualify for a seventy dollars discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com/acp. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Back with Ken Haslam, Voices of Montana, the fastest hour in talk in the state of Montana. Kyle O'Reilly filling in for Tom Schultz. Ken Haslam, the athletics director for the University of Montana, been telling us a little bit more about the Nike N7 project, the fantastic-looking turquoise jerseys and the benefits of that. We were talking about name, image, and likeness here in the last, excuse me, last segment and uh, wanted to make sure that we talk about a great thing coming up here in about nine days, and that is the renaming of the basketball court at the Adams Center. Yes, it's, uh, I'll tell you, there's, when you think about uh, somebody who's had impact uh, on this university and really on this state, um, Robin Selvig is right there at the top of the list. And so on February uh, 10th, we will have a, a ceremony. It's a Friday night to open to the public at 6.30 here in the Adams Center and a few speakers and Robin will speak and then we'll unveil the, the new logo on the court, naming it Robin Selvig Court. And then Saturday, uh, February 11th, the Lady Grizz will host Weber State at 2. That will be the first game com- uh, competed on that floor, that new name floor, Robin Selvig Court. So just an amazing guy. Uh, you could rattle off all of his stats. They're almost video game numbers, Kyle. It's amazing. I mean, this guy won 500-plus games on this court lost 60 or so. I mean, that's, I joked with him, what happened in the other 60, Robin? You know, you won 500, what happened to the 60? But just an amazing man and uh, built it with Montana um, ladies and just a developer of, of leaders and, and really proud to, to rename this court in his honor. Robin, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know that you can say enough about him and the impact that he has had, not only on basketball in Missoula, but on the entire state of Montana. Um, how much is he still involved with the program? He he tries to take a back seat. He sure. has season tickets that sit up high. He tries not to not to be that ever present shadow. That's just his nature. In fact, when I when I called to tell him we were renaming the court after him, it was just typical Robin. Just like oh. Well, that's really nice of you. I'm like Robin. Come on, buddy. <laughs> like you, you did a lot. Let's 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 uh, 
let's face it. And, uh, but he, he's around and doesn't try to be overbearing, but he loves this place. And, um, I'll tell you, there's, there's, it's really fun when he gets together. We've had some reunions. He was here for the N7 game and we had five of our, uh, former Lady Grizz, Native American Lady Grizz players. And they wrapped him in a blanket. It was an emotional event. And he was, he, he underestimates how much he's done. And, uh, it's just great to have him around. People just love to have him around. Kent, we've got about a minute left. Any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Well, we're just, we keep plugging along. We're working on uh, indoor practice facility. That's our next big project. We'll get that going here soon. We need it, especially on a day like today, looking out my window in February in Montana, it's cold. And, and uh, Lady Grizz locker room project is another big thing we're doing. And just so appreciate the, the chance to get on with you and talk about uh, Grizz athletics and how important it is to the state. We know the role that we play and we take that very seriously. And and the way we fit into the higher educational model here in the state of Montana. So proud to be a Grizz and um, got a lot of great things going on. Well, we definitely appreciate your time this morning. Ken Haslam, the Director of Athletics for the University of Montana. Ken, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you.